Hello, my name is David Lambert, and I'm the pastor of Exceed Life Church. Welcome to Exceed Life TV. We have a wonderful message for you today. It's called Vision Quest. We believe it will help you make good decisions for the new year. Again, thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like more information about our ministry, don't hesitate to log on to www.exceedlifechurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in. And we believe that you should be living life beyond limits. I want God's touch on my life. I want his grace on my life. You know, I want the, I want to, you know, contend for the faith. I want to contend for the glory. I want the glory of God to be resident on my life. I want wherever I go, people say, Ooh, man, I remember hearing this story about Smith Wigglesworth that walked with God. This man read the Bible all the time. He was a prayer. He read the Bible. That's the only book he read. But I remember hearing him get on a train and he sat down and he didn't say one word. And somebody looked over at him and said, looked at Smith Wigglesworth and said, man, you convict me just by sitting there. I mean, just just the guy sat there. The, guy, the, the, the person that was that said, just looked at Smith. I feel convicted of my sin just sitting next to you. Are you hear what I'm saying? Can God anoint you so strong that people say, man, I don't know what you have, but I want it. Amen. There's something about you that I don't know. You, you got to be in the presence of God. There's something about you that that's different than other people. Yes. Amen. Yes. I want the mark of God on me. Amen. Amen. When you have the mark of God on you, it's it's amazing. I heard this other story about this one evangelist. Um, and uh, he uh, he built uh, in Oklahoma. What's that evangelist's name? Oral Roberts. And I heard Oral Roberts. Yeah, he built the uh, college o- over there, right? And uh, I-, I heard that he walked in one time. Uh, uh, I-, I-, I used to, uh, well, I was in Oklahoma when I went to Bible school. And uh, there was this guy that I worked with. He said, you know, Oral Roberts came into our store one time. I said, he did. He said, yeah, when he walked in, every, the whole atmosphere changed. I just, just felt good around. I just felt good around them. It was, it was like a total peace. Wow. Nobody wanted him to leave. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And that's the way we need to be walking. And we need to be walking in that total peace of God. Amen. And I remember that, you know, I, I started, I, I wanted more of God in my life because, you know, I messed my life up before, you know, I, I got God in my life and then I kind of backslid out of church and then I, I just didn't really walk with God like I needed to. But I got back into church and then I started realizing God is really good. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good and God is good. And uh, as I was serving, as I got hooked into the local church and started serving God, I, you know, and using my talents, praise God, you know, um, God started using me in different areas. And uh, and then I said, you know, I'm so hungry. I want to go to Bible school. And I remember at that time I was. I was broke. I didn't have much. And I was driving a broken down car, you know, two-tone, rust and gray. Anybody know what I'm talking about out there? And, uh, and I didn't have too much. And, uh, you know, I was, I was just going through a lot back then. It was back in the 90s. And, um, and so uh, I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to Bible school. I don't know how I'm going to get out there. But I just had that. I'm going to Bible school. And I thought about it first. I said, I'm going to go out to Bible school. And then, you know, one of the guys that was attending our church, he's still here, James Johnson. He went to Bible school. 
And I thought, if that guy could go to Bible school. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I said, if that guy went to Bible school, he was a single guy, you know, he didn't have a family, and I was single at the time. I said, if that guy could go to Bible school and he did it, I think I could do it, you know, too, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I, I at least, you know, the Bible says don't measure yourself with other people, but I just thought, you know, I could do it, too. If he could do it, I could do it. And, um, and so I started speaking. I'm going to Bible school. I didn't know how I was going to get out there. And um, before then, I think I had a broken down car at the time. And, um, uh, and before then, I was believing to buy a car that, you know, I had on a, my wall. It was a Mazda Miata. When they first came out, I always wanted a sports car. I was driving a two-tone uh, Honda Accord with a lot of miles on it. And one day, that Honda Accord died on me. It was in the summer. It was before I went out, and it was like, I was so upset. But the Lord gave me an idea, go ahead and buy your Mazda Mia. I felt like, go ahead, and I bought a pre-owned one. And this, and this car was in mint condition. I mean, I, I, I went to this guy's house. It was kept in the garage. This guy loved his car so much, he had a picture of it in his house. I mean, that's how much he loved his car. You want to buy a car from a guy that loves his car. <laughs> Not from a guy that kind of, you know, doesn't care about it. You want a guy that loves his car. This guy loved the car. I think he only had 10,000 miles on it. Wow. And had 10,000 miles on it, and it was in pristine. I mean, it, it might as well have been showroom quality. And, and, I, and, I, and I was able to get a loan for that car. And so, anyway, I, I was driving my dream, the Mazda Miata convertible. But you know how many years I had a poster of it on my wall? Two years. I looked at it every time I walked in my bedroom. I looked at the poster. I said, someday I'll be driving that car. God's not against us having nice things. As long as those things don't have us. Matter of fact, years later, I felt the Lord wanted me to basically sell the car for nothing. He said, I want you. I I said, I'm going to sell this car. And and I felt the Lord said, put it in the paper for like under, under the value of the car. I'm like, What? No, God, Lord, we need to make money off this car. You know, I'm a businessman too, you know. And uh, the, the you know, Lord will tell you to do some things that doesn't make sense. He will, he will try to see, he will show you to do something and, and it looks like you're taking a loss. Anyway, the Lord show, showed me and said, just sell the car for under blue. I mean, it was like nothing. And I, I, I think it was like $1,200 for, this, for a convertible. And it was still in good shape. And so, um, so this guy called me up. And said, I want to buy your car. I said, well, you haven't seen it yet. He said, yeah, but I think I want to buy it. And he came over and he looked at the car. I really didn't want to sell it. And he, he, you know what? He was a worship leader at another church. God sent another Christian to buy my, my car at, at a low price. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I was grumbling about it. I was I didn't want to, you know what I'm talking about? I could sell it for at least $500 more, you know? But, you know, within, within 90 days, I was driving a convertible BMW. A much nicer car. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I mean, God always had, you know, and I was able to get that at a super price. Much better. I didn't buy I, I bought it secondhand. But I was, I was able to get the convertible BMW 325, you know, convertible. And it was a little bit nicer than the Mazda Miata. A little bit nicer. And, um, and so God can do that. God, and God you know, was able to hook me in with another car that I could buy at a, at a really super price and a better car. 
And so God is not looking to take anything away from us. He's looking to add something to us. So whenever we start, you know, moving towards the things of God and we start pressing into the things of God, God, you know, he wants to bless us. But a lot of times when we start moving towards God, it's more it seems like more sacrifice in the beginning. It seems like you're paying out more in the beginning. It's it's a it's a front load mutual fund in the beginning. You're front loading the money. You hear what I'm saying? But God is working an eternal purpose for each one of us. And he's, he's really more than just trying to get a blessing to you. He's trying to get a blessing to your family and to people all around you. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I mean, he's trying to set you up for the blessing. And so when you look at Habakkuk 2, verse 2, it says here, I will stand my watch. And set myself on the rampart. What's the rampart? <laughs> Has anybody ever asked that question? Well, a rampart is actually, I looked it up, it's like a wall that goes around a city. And so I guess, I don't know if he was looking at the city or looking outside the city, but it said he was standing on the wall that protects the city. In other words, you could say it's the highest place. Or you could say a tower. It's the highest place that you could stand. That's what we're fasting and praying for because we want to get into the highest place in God. We want to get there. And, you know, sometimes I hate to tell you this, folks, but your flesh will pull you down. Your own flesh can pull you down. In other words, you know, let's continue on this. It says here, I'll stand on my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch and see what he will say to me. Notice it says here, and watch and see what he will say to me. In other words, we have to get in a position where we can hear God. A lot of us are running, you know, Mach 5 with our hair on fire. If I can borrow that from a movie. But we're running so hard, we're not hearing from God. And, you know, the most important thing you can get from God is direction. That's the most important thing you can get from God. You need to hear a word from God. And the next important thing to get from God, I like to say, is timing. So if you get the direction and you get the timing, you're going to have success. You can have direction and be out of of his time and and you're not going to see success. But when you get direction and his timing, you move in his timing, then you're going to see the blessing. So, So that's what we need to do. We need to see what he will say to us. Amen. So we, we want to go to the highest point, and sometimes going to the highest point must, sometimes that must mean that we have to go to the lowest point in ourselves. Yes. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To get to a higher point, sometimes you've got to go to a lower point. Yes. Uh-huh. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you, saints? Yes. And so, and so, you know, nobody, you know, I heard one person in a book, he said, I, I hate fasting. He, he actually, he's a Bible teacher. He's a preacher. He said, I hate fasting. But he said, I love the results. <laughs> you may hate exercising, but you might love the results. Is that right? You don't have to like everything in, in, in spiritual realms, but you can like the blessings that come from those things. It's not always easy to read your Bible. It's not always easy to crack that book. And okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to do that 365-day devotional. I'm already behind three weeks, you know. 
I'm going to try to I'm going to try to catch up today. <laughs> Amen. Don't make it a law. But anyway. So here he says here and, and I, I will wait and see what he will say in verse two back at two. And um, verse three says, and what I will answer when I am corrected. What? What does that mean when I'm correct? What I will answer when I'm corrected. What does that mean? Pastor, I thought I thought the Lord was going to tell me how good I am. I thought he was going to tell me that I'm 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 one of his best sons. Right. Well, you know, there sometimes there's areas in our life that we don't even see. I call them blind spots. Anybody. Y'all. Listen, you ever driving and you go into another lane and, and, and there's a car that goes that's actually on that side, but you don't see that car and you hear the horn. Beep! You, know, you go back. Has anybody done that in here? Yes, yes, yes. OK, just four of you. OK, the rest of you are good drivers. <laughs> and uh, and they make they make a car now. That actually will light up if you start yes. moving over. Yes. Actually, on the on the you know rear on the rear, not on side view mirror. Thank you, and and that's nice. I want one of those. I need that. You don't want to drive Pastor Dave. You know, people white knuckle it. James Johnson white knuckles it if he's in my car, driving. Pastor, don't you want to put on your seatbelt? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is the law. Amen. <laughs> That is the law. Amen. Not that I'm trying to disregard the law. It's just that sometimes I'm just, I'm I'm thinking ahead and I'm moving. So I'm just kind of just jump in the car and move. I don't, you know, but, um, uh, but anyway, let's continue with this. So he says answer. So there's areas in our lives that God would like for us possibly to change. And in this fast, God may reveal to you an area may, that you may want to change so, so that he can really bless you. Because there might be areas in your life that, you're, uh, that you don't realize things that you're doing that's hemming up the blessing, that's holding him from really doing what he wants to do in your life. Yes. Right. Amen? And so there's things that we may be saying and things that we may be doing that's hindering the blessing that we're not even aware of. I remember the Lord revealed to me. I mean, uh, shoot, just just not not even long to, you know, not. Uh, and I, I, I live. I try to live. You know, I try to fast once a week. But the Lord revealed to me, uh, David, you're being too judgmental. You're being too critical. Uh, you need to straighten up in that area. Boy, it's quiet in this church. You know, don't be criticizing and minimizing and, you know, and the Lord just revealed to me that you need to stop doing that because if you don't, you're going to reap what you sow. and You're going to have a bunch of people criticizing you. And I said, God, thank you for that. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> Slap me up the head again for the truth. Can I have another piece of truth? I want to get better, Lord. I don't want to keep going in that circle like the Israelites. Around the circle. Around we go and we get nowhere. Around we go and we get nowhere. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Amen. Amen. 
I don't know about you, but I want to go forward in God. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to stay the same. Amen. I don't want this year. Thank God for last year. And I had some wins, but I have, you know, there were some losses too. But I, I really, to tell you the truth, I think we always win when we're getting corrected. And so when God starts correcting us, that's when we can, you know, move to that next level. I remember reading about this one minister that um, he was, he, he knew that he had a greater call in his life. He was a pastor, I believe. And he kept telling his wife that he was going to, uh, he was going to fast and pray and, and seek God's will and, and just get closer to God. And he would go into his, you know, back then and maybe even today people, you know, the, the Bible says go into your closet and pray. And some people actually build a closet and go inside a, a real closet where their clothes are hanging down on their head and pray. It, you know, you don't have to do it that way, but you can. Uh, some people build a closet, special closet to pray in. And some, some mothers might need to do that. But anyway, uh, and uh, if you have a lot of kids that, you know, they're driving you up the wall. And, um, and so uh, he, he would go in, but he would, he would smell the food that his wife would be making. And so he would, you know, he would end up going back down and eating food and not fasting. And then he finally made, he said, finally, he said, I got to fast. I got to have more of God in my life. I got to have more of God in my life. And so he, he went in there and fasted. I don't know how long it took him to get out, but the Lord gave him 10 things he needed to do to move his ministry forward. And he actually, I, I can't think of the guy's name. He actually became uh, like one of these upfront guys. He was not even known, but he, came, he became one of these healing evangelists that everybody knew back in the 50s. And that he had this miraculous healing ministry. But it would have never happened... If he didn't get close to God and he didn't get those 10 things, you know, he had a pencil and it wasn't sharpening. He was sharpening it with his teeth and God, okay, you know, uh, you know, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yeah. And, and there's some things that we may not even realize that's holding us back from what God wants to do in our life. Jesus. Yes. Amen. And how are we going to answer when we're corrected? Are we going to say, yes, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm going to move in that direction. Yes, Lord, I'm going to cut that thing off. It might be, it might be as simple as turning the TV set off. Amen. Which is a major, would, would be a major, for some of us, it would be a, ma- a major sacrifice. Yes. Amen? It might, you know, the TV, it's called tell a vision. Break it down. Tell a vision. They're telling you a vision of what they want you to see. You're never going to walk in the miracles of God if you keep watching, you know, as the stomach turns. You know, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I don't know if it's called that, but you know what I'm talking about. Is it as the world turns, right? As a, as the stomach turns, Amen. And so, and it, because everything's all natural on TV, except if you watch, you know, the, the TV show uh, "Touched by an Angel." Now that might be different, but anyway. I didn't get any laughs there, but we'll continue. So he says here, uh, see what he will say to me. And when I answer, when I am corrected, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain. Now, what the Lord revealed to me, it says, make it plain. And he just stopped me there when I read that last night, even though it says on tablets. But what came out to me was write the vision and make it plain. Write the vision and make it plain. 
In other words, we have to get, we have to know where we're going. It has to be so plain that people know, oh, that guy's going there. That person's going there. You, you have to write the vision. Debt freedom. I'm going there. Abundantly supplied. I'm going there. Healthy and whole. I'm going there. Write the vision and make it plain. Amen. And so it says here, write the vision, make it plain uh, on tablets. So you can write that in your notebook that he may run that reads it. In other words, you have to keep the vision before you and, and you have to uh, uh, visualize it. Amen. It says for, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not die. I heard about this. I, heard, I read about Walt Disney. And uh, they were talking about the main guy that, that built Walt Disney World. And Walt Disney died five years before Walt Disney World was built. And they were interviewing him and he said, it's a shame that Walt Disney never seen Walt Disney World. And the guy that, the architect, the, the guy that, that built Walt Disney, uh, the, uh, Disney World, said he did see it. It was already in 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 his heart before it was ever in Florida. That's why it's in Florida, because it was already there. He saw it. He saw this amusement park that that millions of people go to every year all, from all around the world. And they told him when he was writing, uh, when he was trying to become an artist, they said he had very little talent. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Don't, don't go with the critics and what they say to you. Go with what God is saying to you. God will always tell you you're greater than what your critics will tell you. God will always reveal to you a greater plan for your life than your own plan for your life. God will always reveal to you something higher, even, even more higher than what you can do by yourself. And so we have to get that vision. The third thing, we need to visualize the vision. And we're running low on time, so I'm going to try to get this down. We need to visualize our vision. We need to start seeing it come to pass. When I started telling people that I was going to Bible school, and at that time I had the two-tone car. It wasn't the Mazda yet. That happened four or five months later. And, uh, and I said, I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get to Bible school. I was broke. I was in debt. And, uh, I said, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to Bible school. And I started talking my vision, telling people I'm going to Bible school. Just, I must've said it at least 10 times, you know, as much as I could. I'm going to Bible school. And then all of a sudden, the, way, the more I talked to them about it, the more I visualized it, pretty soon I started moving towards that. I started thinking about it. Well, how am I going to get out there? Well, I have money in my 401k. Wait a second. I, could, I, I, I know that if I quit my job by February of the next year, I can get the, that $13,000 out, and that could help me go to Bible school. And all of a sudden, the ideas started coming to me. All of a sudden, you know, things started lining up. All, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, how am I going to get a job? And then all of a sudden, you know, God started moving. And, and God, you know, 
I, I, call, I found out one guy that hired me in a jewelry store. It was, it was out west, and they were working in Wichita, which is about an hour drive from Oklahoma. And so I called him up and said, I'm thinking about coming out there to go to Bible school. He said, well, he said, you're going to come out? I'll hire you. Let me send you, let me FedEx you a packet. I was already hired before I even got out there. See, God will work with your faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so I already was hired with and making more money than here because God was in it. When God's in something, the blessing will be there. Amen. And so as I started making plans to go out there and, and God started confirming me going out to Bible, Bible college was the right thing to do. I remember I was eating at Arby's one day. That used to be one of my favorite restaurants. I don't eat there anymore. But anyway, not that, you know, I try not to eat that fast food. But Arby's used to be one of my favorite. And they had, a, they had these signs. They were, had a campaign going on. And, you know, God can speak to you through a lot of different avenues. And that campaign says, and it was a campaign that said, head west, young man. <laughs> and they were all dangling all in the, in the restaurant. And I looked up eating my RB sandwich and I'm like, head west, young man. It was like the sign being like glowed. Ooh, God, you're talking to me. I was already making plans to go. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? <laughs> How God can speak to you? Amen. And so as, as you start talking about it and you start visualizing it, I mean, I mean, God works with vision. He works with our imagination. He wants us to start visualizing. Don't visualize the negative. Don't visualize you're going down. Don't talk about, oh, I don't know how we're going to make it. No, start talking about how God's going to help you make it. Start visualizing the positive and not the negative. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. And as you start speaking those things out, all it just things just start to happen. God starts making those things happen for you. And I'm telling you, uh, it was it was just so easy when I went out to Wichita, and I was only there for a month. And then the the the, 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 the my manager said, I don't even know why I'm in the Midwest. I hate the Midwest. I'm going back to the East Coast. I don't even know why I'm working here. I said, I know why you're working here. Because God, God sent you here because you're an assignment for me to be here to go to Bible school. Amen. He said, I'm going to make sure that you have a job in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was only a mile from the school. And so I, they, they transferred me from that place to, to, a, to a store a mile away, about a mile away from the school. And they paid my expenses. Can God do that for you? Can he he move on your situation? It's all about connections again. He can change your situation. All we got to do is put him in the driver's seat. And sometimes the the, the way to do that is that we got to get in the back seat or on the... uh, We got to get out of the driver's seat. We got to be the co-pilot. Let God be your pilot and watch God take take you places that you never think or dream you could go. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your mercy today. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for blessing this church. Thank you, Father God, that, that you are blessing every person here. Perhaps you're here today. Maybe you have not made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you never asked Jesus into your life and you know you need to get God in your life today. You need that peace that surpasses all understanding. You need to know that you're saved. Or number two, 
you are saved, but you're not walking that walk and you need to get close to God. If that's you today, praise God. I I want you to make a bold statement. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you today. If that's you today, if you know, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, you want, I'm I'm going to pray for you right where you're at. I'm not going to call you up here, but right where you're at. I'm I'm just going to pray, 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 or you need to get closer to God. Let's do this. Praise God. I see that hand. Praise God. Let's do this. Just say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for leading me and guiding me into all truth. And from this day forward, I'm putting you first place. In Jesus' name, amen. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.